I wanted to read this tweet from Linus Eckenstam, who is one of the leading voices in AI. He calls himself an AI gardener, and he's got some AI startups that he's working on. One is called Bedtime Story AI, which generates a bedtime story for your kids using their name and a theme of your choosing. So you could say, write a story for Billy about fluffy cats uh, living on clouds, whatever, just make something up and it'll come up with a story for that, which is, is really interesting. Anyways, I digress. Here's what he wrote in Twitter on March 23rd, 2023. If it's not clear yet, this is what I think will happen soon. Every major tech company except Apple has announced their own LLM. LLM, by the way, large language model. That's what ChatGPT is. Okay, continuing. Apple has spent years perfecting their on-device neural engine, capable of some absolutely insane operations, loads of compute in a small and energy efficient form factor. With M1, M2, and soon M3, the neural engine is even more powerful than their A-series mobile chipsets. While we currently need the cloud to run ChatGPT and it's clunky, I think Apple is going to blow everyone out of the water here, both on desktop class hardware and mobile. I think Apple will be launching their own secure and private LLM that runs on device, edge compute in other words. And when necessary, it offloads more heavy workloads to a cloud-based LLM that's optimized for heavier tasks. So we'll initially have some hybrid system. Personal with tight hardware and software integration, this AI will be omnipresent. Apple will probably use this to sell a lot of new hardware that they claim is needed to run this. They will make a lot of money. For me, the LLMs will form the new protocol level technology upon which most new software will be built. We will have to rewire our core understanding about what an application is. Single-use apps will be a huge thing. Let's say you need to solve a unique problem and nobody has ever done software for that before because there's not enough market. With an LLM, even a problem with only one user will be doable. Enter your ask and code gets written, problem solved. Runtime ends, app dies, done. Single-use apps are born. It's hard to predict or try to understand how the world will look just 10 years from today. It will be very different. We have passed the inflection point. The rocket engines have been lit. We've taken off. Add to all the above that every single field, category, and market will be disrupted at the same time. And not only with text or coding, but with any multimedia we have, images, video, and audio. Anything we can come up with can and will be enhanced or disrupted by AI. Once we get more people that will have their AI aha moment, the rate of change and adoption will continue to increase. This will continue until we have global access and coverage. People will get left behind and this will be one of the most important things to try to combat. Having a 0% left behind policy, we need to make sure AI benefits all. We're living through a paradigm shift and we're witness to a new protocol level technology. We're seeing it arrive in real time and most people have no clue about what's about to happen. I'm not an AI alarmist, I'm an AI gardener and optimist. We will have time to adapt, not as long as we had during the industrial revolution, but enough time to make sure we have a chance at a positive outcome. We're moving away from the information age into the age of intelligence.
with unlimited access to intelligence anywhere, anytime. End tweet. A few interesting ideas in there that made me want to share this with you. First of all, the business one. He talks about Apple. Apple, as you know, is never the first mover. The iPhone wasn't the first smartphone and the iPad wasn't the first tablet. But when they hit a market, they do it better than anyone else and it tends to disrupt the whole ecosystem. If he's right and the next iPhone has a sophisticated on-device LLM, that will be a game changer. I think he's right about that. Which leads into a second point about single-use apps. Imagine you want an app to, let's say, track your gym workouts. You're not happy with the existing options. You could just pull up your phone and say, hey Siri, make me an app that will allow me to track my workouts. And then you could customize it by saying something like, make it look like Strava or some other popular fitness app and give me these capabilities. Um, you could say, I want it to send me a, a reminder of when to work out or generate a report. You get the idea, you could, you could do anything. It's, as I've talked about before, it's only as good as the prompt that you give it. You can be as specific as you want. And the development cost of creating an app like that is going to drop to zero. And there's going to be, we're going to see an explosion of indie apps and websites because the people who are really good at it are going to you know, post those apps for free or maybe for a small fee on, on the marketplaces. So then he talks about making sure that people don't get left behind as a result of AI. So are a lot of jobs going to disappear? Absolutely, but I don't think you should be worried at all. History shows us that every generation has this fear. I could give you a hundred examples of technologies that have replaced the jobs of humans. And yet, if I'm not mistaken, here in 2023, we are close to the lowest unemployment rates ever right now. Technology has given us cheaper cars, cheap houses, cheap food, abundant free time. I could go on. I don't think any rational person would go back to any other time in history. So the job landscape has changed, but history shows us that it's always for the best in terms of economic productivity, quality of life, human happiness, etc. I heard a great analogy the other day in a podcast about race car drivers, how being a race car driver is a very specific skill set and talent. But until 120 years ago, if you had that perfect set of inclinations and talents to be a great race car driver, it didn't matter because there were no cars for you to hone your craft with. And in this example, you can, you can replace race car driver with basketball player or computer programmer or almost any white collar job. And the analogy holds up. There's that famous Warren Buffett quote where he said something like, if I'd been born 500 years ago, I would have been some animal's lunch but I was born in a time where my personal inclinations are rewarded. So we're going to see a very different set of talented people emerge in the AI era. Very different skill set will be rewarded in the economy of the future. One thing I thought about recently was that if this had been available when I was in high school, I would have never wrote a school essay. Would you? I would have had ChatGPT do that for me or even reading an assigned book. <laughs> Why slog through Shakespeare if you could have ChatGPT summarize it for you? So I think the school system is going to need to change and really quickly. I don't know what that might look like, but I think the school system is holding back so much human potential with the current structure. 
I'd venture to guess that high school looks very similar to how it did when I was in about a decade and a half ago. Yet when I was there, less than 10% of my friends had smartphones and YouTube was brand new. The iPad didn't even come out until a year after I graduated. And if you looked at a high school now, I bet there's not a single student without a smartphone who doesn't watch a few hours of YouTube every single day and then go home and play games on their iPad. So I can guarantee for almost all of them, they are getting a way better and more relevant education from YouTube than school could ever give them. I know I do. Like, I would trade all of my education for YouTube in a heartbeat. So anyways, I just wanted to share that tweet and those thoughts with you. That's all for now. Talk to you later.